Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Thanks for listening to the show. To support the podcast and letter, get lots of member-only features and follow Mike and Karina behind the scenes, go to aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash plus. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello everybody, this is Mike here and just before we get started into today's show, I want to give you a little bit of an orientation. You see, today's show is a genealogy feature in which we take one of our green room members and we look at their very particular ancestors and where they came from, in this case in County Cork, and we actually look at some of the actual places where the ancestors lived, where they were baptised, where they were married and so on. So you're going to hear a few things through this particular episode. You're going to hear the surname Richardson. You're going to hear the surname Callaghan. And you're going to hear a place name like Cairgrohan and County Cork. So the subject of today's show is a lady called Kathy Abraham, who comes from Boston in the USA. And the people we're going to be looking at, her, her ancestors, were the Callaghans and the Richardsons from County Cork. And apparently the story goes, the story that Cathy actually said to us, was that her Timothy O'Callaghan and her Ellen Richardson got married in Boston round about 1871. However, they both came from the same farm in County Cork, where apparently Timothy was a farmhand, and Ellen, Ellen Richardson, was actually the daughter of the farm, and is a very well-to-do farm as well, as around 80 acres or thereabouts. So he was the, the story was he was the poor farmhand, she was the uh, farm, the wealthy farm uh, owner's uh, daughter, or farm tenant's daughter, and the two of them had to elope to get married in the USA. Now, we're not quite sure how much truth was in that, in other words, Kathy wasn't sure. So what we decided to do was, seeing as Kathy was coming back to County Cork, we got the story, we got our Green Room genealogist in the USA involved, Pam Holland, we got her to do the research, come up with the genealogist report, suggest places to go, and um, basically that's what kicks off this particular episode. So over the course of this podcast, we're going to look into the story of Timothy Callaghan and Ellen Richardson and their parents back in County Cork, the place they came from. And we're going to see just how much truth, I suppose, was in those particular stories. And uh, we're going to visit the places with Kathy Abraham mentioned in the report. So that's it. Orientation over. And now on with the show. Hello everybody and you're very welcome to the Letter from Ireland show. I'm Mike Collins. And I'm Karina Collins and it's wonderful to be here with you today, Mike. Yes, the two of us chatting about uh, a very, very interesting topic. But before we move on to the topic of today's show, Karina, how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing fantastic. A little cooler because we've just come off the back of a mini heatwave here in Cork, unseen. And we're talking about September, folks. I... Can you believe that? <laughs> It's been very unusual, but we've grabbed those last few rays of the summer, an Indian summer, I think, and today it's cooler and I think everybody is breathing a little sigh of relief around here, Mike. There is that, isn't there? 
Well, today's show, Karina, is a genealogy trip back to County Cork. Now, pray tell, can you give us a little bit of insight as to what is, is inside today's show? Well, uh, Homelands Feature really is what we're up to, which is a trip uh, into a particular homelands of one of our Green Room members' ancestors. So this homeland is going to be County Cork, as you say. And County Cork is very dear to us, Mike, of course, because we both live here. And in and the- near. Here and near. And in the feature, we uh, look, if possible, we try to find the home of the ancestor and maybe where they worked, a little bit about their life, the church they frequented, perhaps where their family were baptized, married, and maybe if we're lucky, we might find a burial stone and the burial place of that ancestor. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things, I suppose, Karina, we've been doing this inside the green room for the best part of, I don't know, 10 years almost at this point, featuring various uh, members and, uh, I suppose, putting the focus on different counties around Ireland. But if you haven't come across this before, folks, Karina just outlined, you know, the sorts of things that people are particularly interested in as they start to make, you know, to, to find the county of origin for their Irish ancestors. But the way we're actually going to structure today is we're going to actually get one of our professional genealogists to take the information from one of our Greener members, and that's a Kathy Abraham from Boston in the USA. USA. Hi there, Kathy. And um, she then is going to go away with that information, do the research, and compile a genealogist report. That's about right so far. Perfect. And the genealogist report is really a guide for us as we do our search. That's exactly it. So we then take that report and we use it, as Karina says, like a guide, literally to map out all the stops that we want to go to. And we start knocking on doors. We start turning over stones, pardon the expression, because many of them are in graveyards, so we don't turn those ones over. But we basically start to find out more and more and more. And we go to the places that are mentioned in the genealogist report. Now, just to say that this is a very, very special one. I mentioned a lady called Kathy Abram from Boston in the USA being the subject of today's report. And why is this one special, Karina? Well, because Cathy came and visited us here in County Cork. Which is very unusual. It is quite unusual for us to have the subject here with us on the search. So that made it very special as we went around to those different places to connect with her ancestors. Very special indeed. So here's what we're going to do today. Um, We're going to take you with us, folks, as we actually kick off this entire project and have a chat with our genealogist in the first place. And uh, the genealogist is going to go off and do the report. And then we're going to have a very, very brief look at the report. We'll introduce you to Cathy and she'll have a chat about just who her County Cork ancestors were. They have the surnames Richardson and Callaghan. And they left Ireland about the 1870s. And uh, then we're going to ask her, well, where do you want to go? And, um, you know, she'll mention a few places like, let's say, the farm that they were born and brought up in. She's going to mention the church where their folks might be married, baptized, that sort of thing, and ideally a place where they were buried. So there's a few different things in there, and um, I'm looking forward to this, Karina, are you? Absolutely. It's always fun to do these on-the-ground searches. 
And you know, Karina, what I find is to be the best idea is always start at the beginning. And the beginning in this case, we're going to go over now straight away to a little church outside County Cork, where we actually believe, I, I think this is kind of last spring or so, and we managed to get our Pam Holland, our green room genealogist, standing outside the church, chatting with yourself about this particular project and, you know, just how she felt about it and how she's going to approach it. So, over to yourself and Pam Holland outside Ovens Church. Welcome, Pam, to Ovens and to St. John the Baptist Church, which is uh, the beginning of our journey, I think, on another Homelands feature. And this time we are going to be on the search for Cathy Abraham, who is a member of our Green Room for some of her family. And we start here at this font. Now, this is the font that would originally have been in the church, but they've moved it out here out front for us. So that's really nice that they've kept it. Um, and I have special memories actually of this water font myself. Uh, before we get on to Cathy's family because this would have been the area where I would have grown up so who knows there could be an overlap there with Cathy Abraham and this would have been where I was baptised and my father uh, before him. So Pam we're looking forward to you experiencing this area before you do a report for us on uh, a genealogist's Porth and Cathy Abraham. So what's it like to be in situ, as they say, before you start that report? Well, it's just fascinating being here and like getting, soaking up the atmosphere and seeing how close things were. You know, when you're looking at them on paper, sometimes you feel like the distances are much greater than they really are. So just to see how close the houses are, the locality, how close-knit the community probably was. Yes, you have the church here across the way. You've got the parish priest's house. The school was up just beside. So everything was almost in the one triangle and it has been that way. And this, the church here dates to 1831. And um, what were the dates that you were looking at for Cathy's O'Callaghan family? Um, they were, would have been born in the 1840s. So the church would definitely have been here then. And this would have been possibly the font yes, that they would have used yes, as well if this yes. was the baptismal font. So that's going to be very interesting, isn't it? Now that we can start here. And what are you going to do for us with the genealogy's report? Well, we'll be looking at, uh, of course, the church records, the baptism records for the family, and seeing if we could find um, the area that they lived in, in the, in the particular townland in this area, um, looking at Griffith's valuation, and any other land records that might be available from the time and just trying to place them in, an, in a time and place. Well, that's going to be really interesting. I'm going to follow this one, I think, very carefully because it's, as they say, in my hometown. So, Pam, it's wonderful to have you here in Ireland with us and I hope you enjoy the rest of your stay. Thank you. Thank you so much. And so the journey began, Karina. And Pam went back to the States and she spent a number of months, in fact, speaking with Kathy, going through some of the facts, doing the research and eventually producing her genealogist report. And I have a copy of that in front of me just now. Well, I'm dying to find out, Mike, what are you going to say about that? What were the findings in that report? Yeah, it's a very interesting one, actually, because like Kathy, like an awful lot of people, has been... I suppose, kind of thinking about her Richardson and Callaghan ancestors in a particular way for many, many years. And uh, a lot of what she got was informed by Ancestry.com. 
And I think unsubstantiated facts were actually placed in a lot of other people's trees as well around this particular couple. But the major finding was Pam went into quite a bit of detail and she discovered that in fact Kathy and a number of other people she was familiar with, some relatives, were actually barking up the wrong tree all along. So they had the wrong family. Well, luckily enough, they had the right county because that's what we're doing here today. Yes. Luckily enough, they have, of course, the right couple that actually arrived in the States. But what they were wrong about was the specific place and the specific parents, in other words, her great-great-grandparents, from which the couple came. An easy mistake to make, I'm sometimes, for people, I guess. An easy conclusion to jump to incorrectly if the research isn't really looked at. Uh But Pam is a very diligent and uh, I think kind of very detail-focused, orientated person. And she spent quite a bit of time double-checking both DNA matches as well as actually looking at the records. And uh, once she actually presented that main finding, especially back to Cathy, Cathy, of course, was in a bit of shock, you know, when you find out what you thought was true all along wasn't quite true after all. But, you know, Pam stuck to her guns and showed just how, what her reasoning was, and she turned out to be absolutely correct. And so, this was with regard to the Richardson side of Cathy's family. Yeah, so essentially... Um, there's a Richardson rich name, Richardson Farm, that we're going to be looking at. But the point is that up to now, they'd all thought, the folks in the States and Kathy's family and so on, that it was one, maybe a few miles up the road from the actual one. So a different one. farm correct. and a different house. Oh my gosh, it's so good to have a professional genealogist on your side when you're doing this sort of thing. So um, what we saw there, basically, Karina, was that, you know, Kathy essentially wanted to actually discover a number of things from the report. And um, she wanted to figure out, well, Timothy Callan on her Callan side and Ellen Richardson, the couple who actually arrived in the States, where were they born? So obviously it was really essential to uncover that fact in the first place, the, the new discovery. She wanted to know about their parents, where they lived, and ideally where they were buried, if they're still buried in Ireland. Um, where was the Richardson farm? And are there any relatives still living? And I suppose, are they willing to see her as well? So she had all those questions on her mind as she spoke with Pam. And Pam actually actually uncovered, I think, you know, a fair chunk of what Cathy was looking for. And um, she basically, as I said, because she discovered the correct farm, everything else fell into place. Whereas if she stuck with the original kind of presumed farm, it would have been a whole set of different set of discoveries. And incorrect basically yeah incorrect would you believe that so so we have that and we're looking through it and we've been looking through it for a while obviously Karina because we got it a number of weeks ago but I think uh, you know we spoke to a number of people once we discovered the right farm we knew the area and so on and we have a little bit of color to introduce just now folks because we spoke to one of our neighbors a man called well if, you, if he lived in the states he'd be called uh, Dennis uh, Mahoney would that be right but here in Ireland he's known as Dinny Manny because that's what we call him. And Dinny Manny, the reason I actually mentioned that, is because Dinny actually was brought up on a cottage at the corner of the particular farm that we're going to be visiting. So he was a font of wisdom with regards life in the times, some of the neighbours, how life was like and so on. And we chatted to Cathy later about all of this. But I'm going to introduce you to Dinny now, because we had a chat, and we recorded that particular chat, and he's talking about his grandfather, who lived on the same farm that Cathy is going to be visiting back to. 
and also how his grandfather was actually a great allure for people like the Archbishop of Cork and various dignitaries from the local university to go in and chat with, would you believe? And uh, that's the subject of this particular conversation. But really, folks, what I really want you to focus in on is have a listen to Dini's accent, because that was the accent of the time, especially, and it hasn't changed very much, uh, let's say, for his generation. Further generations, like uh, yourself, Karina, are very poshly voiced now at this stage. But, uh, you know, Dini has his own way of speaking. So I think we'll just kind of switch over to that now, Karina. How's that sound? Yes, and um, I love listening to Dini because he gives us a flavour of that part of County Cork. And it reminds me a bit of my own father, actually. So let's have a listen to Dini. Okay. and there we have Dini Omani with the accent of the time Karina I reckon it was about just about accurate back in the 1870s as it is for now as well uh, a local man who lived on the Richardson farm folks that we're actually going to be visiting in the not so distant future in this podcast so Karina what next well, Mike Cathy received her report and decided to visit us here in Ireland in County Cork. And I asked her what she thought of the report and what she would like to do next. And here is what she had to say. Welcome, Cathy Abraham, to County Cork. Thanks, Karina. How does it feel to be here a few fields away from where your ancestors lived here? Um, it's been a long time coming, <laughs> um, but I'm so happy to be here. I can't wait to see all there is to see. Well, you're very welcome, and you've brought the good weather with you, which is fantastic. A mm, bit too warm, though. <laughs> I know nobody's ever said that about Ireland. <laughs> Uh, I see you've got a report there, Cathy, a genealogist report from Pam Holland, who yeah. is our genealogist in the green room. And uh, any surprises there for you or how has that gone for you? Yeah, um, there were a few surprises, but the main one was who I thought were my great-great-grandparents really weren't my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, sorry. Um, so when I read it, my mouth just dropped open. I was so surprised. That can happen, can't it? Yeah. I mean, when you go digging back along, you just never know what you're going to find. Absolutely. Now, were there any places in particular on the report that you'd like to visit, that you'd like to see, that you're here in County Cork and the land of your ancestors? Well, I definitely want to see the farm that they owned or if it's still there or the land that may still be there. Um, I'd like to see where my... Um, my great-grandfather was baptized in ovens. Um, that's the Callahan side. The farm belonged to the Richardson side. And um, 
the Richardson children um, were baptized in Cork City. So we want to go. To, I'd like to go to the church there to see where they were baptized. So if we make a start, where should we go first, Kathy? Your I'd, choice. I'd like to go to the farm first. Well, that sounds like a great place to start. Why don't we try that? So let's let's start and let's make a start and go to the farm. Okay, Come great. Along with Looking me. forward to it. So Kathy was all fired up, Mike, but I know we have to follow a plan when we're on these road trips in search of people's ancestors. So where were we off to and what was our plan of action going into the future? Well, as you just said there, Karina, the first stop was going to be the farmhouse. And let me just say, folks, that uh, when we're out and about on these sort of trips, there's often a few question marks because we, we just don't know how we're going to be received in different places. And one of the places we're very conscious of actually is going into people's homes and knocking on the doors and saying, hello, you don't know us, but, you know, we have somebody here and they'd like to see the place where their ancestors came from. And what we discover, Karina, is in Ireland, certainly, sometimes that's actually a very difficult thing to organize in advance for all sorts of reasons. But often, if you just kind of drop in spontaneously on the day, you're actually received with open arms. It's, it's kind of quite a peculiar thing. Um, so for that very reason, what we wanted to do was go to the farm, the very first thing, just to see how we're going to be received. So we'll come back to that in just a few moments. So step one was to go to that particular farmhouse, the Richardson Farmhouse in Carrigrahan in County Cork. Following that then, we're going to go to a graveyard just up the road. It's maybe about five miles up the road from the farmhouse, or even less actually. Actually, it's only about two. And potentially that's where Cathy was going to uncover some grave markers, gravestones for her Richardson ancestors. Then we're going to actually go into St. Mary's Cathedral in Cork, where our genealogist Pam had discovered was the place where Ellen Richardson was actually baptised. So again, a really kind of nice place to bring Cathy to make that connection. Then we're going to switch from the Richardson side to the Callaghan side. And we're going to go back to a place called Ovens, where he came from, and look at the place where he would have been baptised, and potentially the place he lived, uh, a place called um, Lachine, Lachine Fields and so on. So, Karina, there's, there's a very, I suppose, kind of um, particular sequence of things there, but maybe we'll start off by going to the farm. So, <laughs> we did this just a few short days ago, and uh, we were successful, but would you want to maybe kind of just chat about well, I guess some our, of the... Uh, <laughs> our persistence is what made us successful at the farm. So, all of this takes place really within a five to eight mile radius. Everything that we've mentioned there, all those places are all in a quite close circle. So um, the farm in Cargrahan is at the end of what we call Clash Road. Now we're familiar with the road, um, but we arrived at the farm. Just to say, Karina, by the way, as well, we discovered this through Pam's showing us Griffith's valuations, the exact locations, the superimposition on the modern map. So we knew exactly where we were going. And we pretty much knew it was the right place as well. That helped us a lot because uh, if you're rocking up to somebody's door and ringing the doorbell, you really do want to have your facts together with you. So we knew this was where we wanted to be. However, there was no answer at the door and it looked very 
much like it was a very closed area. Now, a working farm... Very secure as well, which is kind of unusual. There was, there was a couple of gates and they were locked and we couldn't get in. Yeah, so a very secure farm. And this, this might be unusual in some parts of Ireland, but we are near the city and we're near a very big roadway. And so it wasn't that unusual. However, we could hear noise from one of the outbuildings at the back. In fact, the very building that we think might have been Kathy's ancestors' home. However, nobody could hear us, so we continued to shout and shout. I think there's about 15 minutes of roaring and shouting over the sound of uh, clanking of steel and things being hammered and so on. Yeah. And eventually... Eventually, a gentleman came out. So we we waved at him and he came up to the gate and he must have been wondering what we were up to. But our persistence paid off. He took off his earmuffs, which he was wearing, and he was listening to music. So there was no way he heard us. But we really did want to speak to him. And he was a delightful man. His name was Tom Murphy. He was now the owner of the farm. And by the way, as well, the work that Pam did showed a very, very distinct kind of line of ownership from the Richardsons onto another family called the Kennefix and to this man's grandparents called Murphy's there back in the 1950s. So we knew that there was a Murphy's in the farm and he just happened to be the main man of the moment. So he opened the gate and let us in. <laughs> and then we discovered just behind the more modern house there was an old barn, probably used over many, many years to feed cattle as much as anything, but it looked like a very nice, preserved old longhouse that at one stage probably was, and in fact turned out to be, an actual dwelling. In fact, it was the dwelling that was the original farmhouse for the Richardsons, and it was the place where Cathy's Ellen Richardson had lived her early life, was born, her siblings were there, her parents, and so on. And we had Cathy standing right beside the actual um, the house itself, Karina. And I noticed in the video we shot, she had a hand on the house and she almost had her other hand in her heart at the same time as she spoke the following words. Well, Cathy, where is this place? And why is it special <laughs> to you? It's so special to me. I can't believe that I'm here. Um, we're at the original Richardson farm. Um, here in Carragohan, off the Clash Road in County Cork. And this is the original house that yes. my grandparents, my great-grandparents owned and my, um, my great-grandfather grew up in. Um, we met the current owner and he's been very friendly and he's going to hopefully find the original title for the land. So I'm, I'm just um, totally shocked and surprised. It's, it, so wonderful. I don't know what to say. <laughs> You're tearing up there, and, and I don't know if it's the sun or the emotion. I think it's finding. a little bit of both. Oh, how wonderful. Yeah. And I think uh, Tom is going to let us see what's inside and just to get the feeling of walking in the place that your great-grandmother right. lived. How yeah, wonderful it's is amazing. That? And now it's a cattle farm, but I guess back in the day when they, they farmed it, it was probably grains of some sort. So yeah, this is really amazing. I'm so happy to be here. Wonderful. So why don't we try and see what's inside? Okay, sounds good Lovely. to me. <laughs> well, Karina, that was a real find for Cathy, wasn't it? And so lucky for us as well to find her Richardson's place, uh, the farm, the house, and uh, gain access to it. Wonderful. Everything just worked out, really. The fact that somebody was home as well is a big plus. <laughs> so that was our first stop on our plan. And uh, one of the things when Pam did her genealogy report that we didn't get 
was the final resting places for some of these Richardsons and Callahans in Ireland. But one of the things we actually do quite a lot is we find that going to a local graveyard and literally just kind of poking amongst the gravestones starts to provide some very interesting information. In fact, often if we go to a place on a genealogical search, we start with the graveyard because there often on the stone is more people, relationships, facts, dates, and so on, which actually inform the rest of our search. So what we decided to do in this case, Karina, if I remember rightly, is we headed just up a little bit up the road to a Church of Ireland, that's a Protestant churchyard, St. Peter's. Now, let me explain. Although Cathy's folks were uh, Roman Catholic, so Richardson's and Callan's, it was the way back in the 1700s, right into the 1800s, that often in the actual, well, all the graveyards at the time, you could say, were actually Church of Ireland, but Catholics were buried on one side of the path or in one section and Protestants in another. So you tended to have mixed graveyards like so. So we actually went into this particular one, St. Peter's, a beautiful, beautiful graveyard, uh, really just kind of looking around to see what we might see and see if there are any Richardsons. And we came across one particular stone, and here you are with Cathy talking about that particular stone with a Richardson on it and a little bit of a surprise as well. We're here in a lovely little church, aren't we, Cathy, yeah. in the graveyard in Cargraham, mm -hmm. County Cork, uh, just a few miles down the road from the Richardson farm. Right. And what, what have we found here that's of interest to you? Well, we came here looking for um, gravestones of either Richardson's or Callahan's. And we actually found this one, which is the grave of a Richardson, a Joseph Richardson. Sorry, I forgot the first name already. Joseph yeah. Richardson and his wife, Margaret Richardson, um, with a death date of 1824. But then further down, even though it's kind of hard to read, we also see that it's the grave of a James Callahan. Uh -huh. And he was 78 years old when he died. And so this is adding fuel to the fire, shall I say, because were the Richardsons and the Callahans connected at some point in time prior to my great-grandparents, what I found about. So, so you're finding been, maybe, maybe an older connection right. back further in the family line now between the Richardson and the Callahan. Yeah, absolutely. And what a magnificent stone it is I as know, well. I know, it is. And uh, the early date up here was, was early 1824. Right. So it's been standing a long time mm -hmm. and in very good condition as well. Did the size of the stone give any indication as to the wealth of the family? It usually did. Okay. Yeah, because uh, if somebody was very poor, they may only have had a tiny stone mm -hmm. with no as a marker. Right, right. So the bigger the stone and the more detail on it, mm -hmm. yes. So yeah. this is And the fact that it's very close to the church tower. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize that. You know, that. that's a good thing too. Right. <laughs> so we have lots more to see here. <laughs> and lots more to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, I've often said that one of the best things you can do, Karina, is just get in on the ground. And one of the best places you can go is, in fact, to a cemetery, because you'll often start to see relationships that you never realized were in place before. And there we have an example. 
Of course, seeing um, the Callaghan surname pop out, well, not exactly pop out, we had to read that stone very carefully. Um, we tried to do some rubbings, and uh, I think it was easier, wasn't it, just going to the side and squinting at the stone? I think we squinted very well, actually. Kathy was very happy with our combined squinting in any case. And, you know, just to remind folks there that the, the information that was presented uh, by Kathy to our genealogist, Pam Holland, was that her folks kind of got together for the first time, the Richardsons and the Callens, sometime in the 1860s or 70s, and married in the 1870s in Boston. And the story was that uh, Timothy Callen worked in the farm of the Richardsons at the time. And it was a bit of a rich man, poor man type situation. But it kind of appears there may have been something going on between the two families going back a way before that. And Kathy's now discovering that because she's here on the ground and looking at things and asking questions. Now, we don't have any answers, but now she has a lead that she needs to do something about going into um, the future. I think she was very interested when she saw the Callaghan surname appear on that Richardson stone in St. Peter's and Cargrahan. And it is an avenue for her now to further explore in the green room. So the next stop that we're going to take is we're going to continue with the Richardson line. And we're going to head into Cork City because one of the things that Pam Holland uncovered was that the Richardson family in general were all baptised in a place called St. Mary and Anne's uh, Cathedral, or what we call the North Cathedral there in the north side of Cork City. So uh, we all hopped in the car, went in there, and uh, took our time. It was quite quiet at the time, which is great. I think there was a wedding being prepared. But in walking into the actual cathedral itself, beautiful, beautiful space. But what really caught our eye was the baptismal font. Of course, we went there to see the baptismal font, not realising that it gets pride of place in that cathedral, just inside the door, sunken into the ground, surrounded with beautiful tiling and even a red rope there in the centre was the font. So here you are chatting with Cathy and her feelings and with regards to what she's looking at. Cathy, welcome to the north side of Cork City. And here we are at St. Mary's Cathedral and what a magnificent building it is. And this is a special building and this is a special font mm -hmm. in your family. Yes, it is. This is the font where my great-grandmother Ellen Richardson was baptized along with her siblings. Um, they actually lived five miles down the road in Caragrohan but they came into Cork to have the children baptized. So they came in here to the city, into the cathedral, mm -hmm. to have this, uh, the baptism. And I can see why, because we've been to many churches and cathedrals, but look at the way this font is presented here. You come in the door, it's got its red rope around it. Mm -hmm. It's just fantastic. So would you like to maybe light a candle here? I see there are several places, Cathy, to light a candle mm -hmm. here. I would love to, I would love to. This is. This is so beautiful. It's the marble in it. It's just gorgeous. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it does give you goosebumps it to does, think that yeah. the same one is here all this time, right. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's do that. So okay. let's 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 light that candle for the Richardson family. Sounds great. Let's see if we can find somewhere over here for the all candles. Right. I see. There's. You're right. There's several candles. Right. If, you, if you have a favorite Saint, Saint Fimbar. Yeah, I like the breakfast. So I guess, Karina, for the purposes of this podcast at least, that was the end of looking down the Richardson line. Now there's a lot more 
that we'll include in the Homelands features uh, for use of uh, people inside the green room. But we're going to switch now to the other side of the uh, the two people. In other words, we have the Richardsons there, and now we have the Callahans. So on to Timothy Callahan. Timothy Callahan. So Timothy Callahan, uh, Pam found out. Now is a little bit more obscure, basically, because I, I guess just to put it kind of straight, it looked like through the records that the Callahan may be a poor and less land have less land to their name and therefore we're just tougher to kind of figure out exactly where they were but Pam did I think a great job as far as I'm concerned and she discovered that Timothy Callan and his siblings first of all they actually lived in a place called Lachines which wasn't far from the Richardson farm at all but just to say as well that we headed out to Lachines and the very specific spot is now covered by a housing estate. But you did discover some little thing linked to Lachines didn't you Mike? The plaque on the wall. Yeah, well, that was Lachine's house was still there. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so we, we did know we were in the right place for sure. And even that old stone was enough, I think, to give Cathy the link back to the Lachine's connection. I think that's what you face really where you're doing your genealogy back in Ireland. Sometimes you're lucky and you're in the middle of a rural part of Ireland. Things haven't changed much. But often when you're close to the city, there's a lot of development there's rich land and as in this case we found you know that particular section of land was in fact covered by a housing estate now we went there we took pictures we walked around but we didn't include in this but for the final i suppose well we say final um but for the 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 place we really wanted to go to with regards the actual O'Callan side was back to ovens church and you might remember, folks, that way back in the beginning of this podcast, seems like a bit of time ago now, we had Pam, our genealogist, standing outside this church with Karina, and she was talking about how she was going to take on the genealogy report, and it looked like the Callahans came from or were baptized in that particular place, and so it turned out. So what we did with Kathy next was we took a trip to Ovens Church to the place where her Timothy Callahan was baptized probably out and about around the sometime in the 1840s or thereabouts. So here we have Karina and Cathy. We're here, Cathy, in Ovens, County Cork, just eight miles outside the city at uh, St. John the Baptist Church. Yeah. And this has special significance for you, I know. Why do you think that? Because Can you tell us? my great-grandfather was baptised here and all of his siblings were baptised here. And they were the? Callahans. Callahans. Yeah, Timothy Callahan. And um, he emigrated to Boston, Massachusetts in 1870. But I was so excited to learn that Pam found out where they were baptized because we didn't know. So this is really, really nice to be here. And it's lovely to have you because you know who else was baptized here? I was. (laughs) That's nice. (laughs) So this is the font, and right. uh, it was uh, here since 1831 yeah, as well. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. It's amazing. It's um, Why do you think they moved it out here? Well, they have a newer one. We have a very famous sculpted piece inside in the oh, church, and right. I'll show you that later. So maybe we'll go in and light a candle for your family here, Cathy, mm-hmm. now that you've come back after those many generations. I would love to do that. Let's do right. that. Cathy, we really like when we come to a church that a family has been associated with to light a candle in their memory. So would you like to light a candle for the 
Richardson's and the Callaghan family. Yes. I now that you have made that. that journey back here to Ovens in County Cork. Yes, I would love to do that. And we'll keep their memory alive in this church. Lighting the candle to the Callaghan family there in Ovens was, was a special moment, I think, for Cathy. And I love the fact that you mentioned the Richardson and the actual Callaghan's together just at that moment in time. Yes, and when we stepped out, you know, she noted that on the font the date was 1831. Uh, and that, you know, she was delighted to know that that was the font that her ancestors would have been baptised in. Um, and it is nice to see a church still in operation from 1831 looking quite similar because it was a solidly built uh, limestone with sandstone uh, church. So, yeah, it was very nice to be there with Cathy at that Absolute. time. Absolutely. And just to point out, folks, as well, a lot of people might know this, but if you're in the uh, certainly the 26 counties in the Republic of Ireland, most Roman Catholic churches are actually open right through the day. Uh, most Church of Ireland was aren't, and they're closed up. Uh, we won't go into the reasons for all that, but from the point of view of actually just wandering in and taking your time and looking around, if it's a Roman Catholic church, the chances are you're going to be able to have access at any time. And quite often you'll find somebody in the church that you can chat to, as happened a few times when we were there, in both churches, Mike, actually, in the That's cathedral true. and in Ovens Church. That is so true. And, you know, I suppose, Karina, that brings it for the purpose, again, of this podcast, somewhat to an end with regards to the places we plan to go. Uh, there's a lot more to share, as I said, uh, in the eventual green room feature, the Homelands feature itself. But we want to give everybody a flavour of the sequence of things that might happen with regards to a person's idea of reaching back to their home place in Ireland from wherever they might be in the world. And then perhaps getting involved with a genealogist to substantiate some details so you could actually really come up with, yeah, that's a place, that's a place, and that's a place that I feel I can visit. And from our point of view, when we help people, almost always we end up actually combining the idea of final resting places, the places where a person was baptised or married, and indeed where somebody lived, and sometimes where they worked as well if it's a separate place. There are places, a lot of which you can actually visit today. And so it was with Cathy in this stage, in this particular case. So we're going to um, go back to Cathy for a final time. And uh, before Cathy actually left us, we took her back outside and uh, Karina asked her, well, you know, just having seen what she's seen and visited the places, how does she feel about her visit to the places of her ancestors in Ireland at this point in time? And here's what she had to say. Well, Cathy, we've come to the end of your adventure here on the Homelands feature in County Cork. And it's certainly been a surprising and action-filled few <laughs> days, hasn't it? It really has. It's been wonderful. And uh, looking back now over the last few days, we've been making a few discoveries, but there's also been some surprises along yeah. the way. And what has stayed with you maybe that you've experienced over the time that you'd like to share with us? I think the one thing that I'll always remember and keep with me and share with my family, of course, and my cousins, is that I actually was on the farm where my great-grandparents worked and toiled to make a living and seeing their home that that was at the time that's still standing um that was very emotional for me and I'm still getting emotional about it um I can't even ex explain how I feel about it because it was just visceral yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly it was so wonderful um yeah that will always stay with me 
And the other thing that I really loved was um, seeing the baptismal font in St. Mary's Cathedral oh, wow. in Cork because yeah. my great-grandmother was baptized there, but it was such a beautiful font. Oh, my gosh. The, the, um, the marble? The work and the marble and yeah, it was. the detail on it. Oh, my gosh. It was just so beautiful. So, and, so beautiful. And they're still obviously very proud of that in the cathedral in North Cork because they've got a rope around it. And right. it's, a, it's in a central place, isn't it, in the cathedral. Right. As soon as you walk in the door, it's right there. It's just yeah. so beautiful. And it hits you. It's like, wow, look at that. Well, yeah. I know you're going back home and you're going to be discovering some more things yourself. Mm -hmm. But you've got so much now to take back with you. Absolutely. And I think the feel of the place as well going oh, back yeah. with you. Yeah. 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 I don't... Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to really think about it and be able to describe it to my family. I just... Great. Well, it's going to be wonderful. And your holiday <laughs> continues. It does. <laughs> because you're off to Cove and then to somewhere down in Kerry and you're going yeah. to have a wonderful I'm time, Kathy. a Kathy. wonderful trip. I'm really looking forward to just taking my time and getting the feel for the land. Well, it's been a pleasure for Mike and myself as well because Mike's behind the camera there <laughs> all the time. He's with us throughout this adventure. Right. And for us having a person who is that we're featuring on the homeland mm -hmm. here in Ireland with us, that makes all the difference to us so thank you for coming and thank you for being such a good guest <laughs> and we look forward to seeing you again sometime soon oh i hope so and i can't thank the both of you enough and pam as well for everything that you've done for me i yeah it's been... the appreciation is very deep here oh well you're very welcome or as we say in irish mila falta Kate mila, mila falta <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome so kathy I think managed to cover most of her list, her wish list there for coming to County Cork. That is true. And one of the things that we maybe didn't mention or highlight was the fact that she also has a link. She was saying, I would like to know if I have some living relatives here in County Cork. And when we were speaking to the owner of the Richardson Farm now, of course, it's belonged to Tom Murphy. He did mention that there may be some relatives that Kathy can follow up with, second, third cousins who now live near Cork Airport. So there was another lead for her to follow on. And uh, I think Kathy has really done well on this trip. There you go. I, I think that's the thing, Green, isn't it? Because uh, Pam helped her to discover very solidly just who, which line were her Richardsons in Cork. And that's beyond any doubt now. So that's great. And hanging off that, as you say, she discovered a number of different things, but also a number of questions vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, things she found out in the graveyards and so on. Um, extra, I suppose, kind of possibilities that we didn't go through during the podcast and of course the living relatives yeah and i think mike one of the really lasting memories that stays with me and even when i followed my own family line is the powerful effect it has on you when you are walking literally in the footsteps of your ancestors and you are there on the land that they lived and worked in and you are still in Ireland here, you still are lucky enough that you can go around a lot of the places that existed then and still do. That's for sure. And it's it's a thing we promote uh, very much in the green room, um, in a sense that, fair enough, you can actually gather all the records you wish. Um, you can actually get the right dates at the beginning and at the end. But in some ways, as our other genealogist says, Jay McGarvey, it's the dash between the numbers that it's really about the life that people lived and where they lived it and the places they walked. 
So we go out and we encourage people to discover as much as possible. And folks, just to say as well, if you are interested, if you're not in already, you would like to join us in the green room and see how Kathy's story, as long as well as I think we probably about twenty other stories just like it, extensive homeland features and lots and lots of other things in there as well throughout the counties of Ireland. Throughout, but how her story turns out, well, you'll find out in there. But hopefully, this particular podcast episode gives you flavour for just one person and actually a gene- having their genealogy trip back to County Cork. But it's not just about a genealogy trip. I think it's a very kind of soulful thing to do, Corinne, isn't it? It's yeah. a connective thing. And it was our pleasure to go and do that soulful journey with Cathy. And we wish her all the luck going forward as she continues her research. And I know she was making notes every night after our visits to different places. So she's a diligent researcher and the best of luck to her in the future. Absolutely. The best of luck to you, Cathy. And that's going to wrap it up for this week's special genealogy episode. I hope you enjoyed a slightly different thing this week. As ever, we really, 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 really appreciate if you could leave a comment or two or a review on whatever platform you might be on in the comment section or if you're an Apple podcast or in Spotify or whatever, we'd love to hear what you think of this podcast and this particular podcast episode. So for now, that's it from me, Mike Collins. And from me, Slán Gafol from Karina. Yeah, until we chat again next week. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage. Because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The Green Room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán Gafol, Karina. <laughs>